Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. What's up with it? We're back at it. This is Right Now-ish, and I'm your host, Pendarvis Hardshaw. This is our second episode in our Big Love series, and it's just in time for Valentine's Day. And let me tell you, what you're about to hear has absolutely nothing to do with romantic love. Nah, but we are talking about real love. You know, love of people, parties, music, reefer, hallucinogens, and being a free spirit. Plus, it's just in time for our guest's birthday. His name is Oops. He's a tie-dye shirt and bucket hat wearing cannabis entrepreneur and self-described spirit guide who represents Schmop Life. You might have seen him in music videos, gigging, or at taco nights, grubbing, or somewhere in traffic, smoking. But wherever he is, he's showing love. Today, we talk to Oops, who just oozes love all around the Bay Area the hippie way. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. The thing that motivated me to talk to you today is that you recently tweeted that you love love. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. What was going on when you tweeted that? I was just like thinking about like all my blessings and, you know, just how I got here in my journey. And I was just like, man, all that happened because of love, like just spreading love, like receiving love and all that. So I was like, I just love love. A moment of reflection. I got you. Yeah. So what is your definition of love? Real, genuine, true love is unconditional. It's action energy is genuine. It's unconditional. That's what love means to me. So on that note, right, you, you also said it in your definition. It's something I wanted to talk to you about. It's like this concept of showing love. Like it's, it's big in, you know, multiple places, multiple cultures, but definitely in the hip hop and definitely in the Bay Area, showing love is hella important. It's something we toss around all the time. What does showing love mean to you? For me, it's like unity, togetherness, just bringing different people of different backgrounds together the bay area is like the perfect place that describes that hella different cultures that just like coincide together 
I feel like I'm an easy person to talk to because like I'm non-judgmental and like I, I see things from like different points of views, different perspectives. I feel like that's love, like being understanding of people's backgrounds and showing empathy and uh, sympathy. I'm asking you these questions because I'm, I've recognized you as an expert or having expertise in showing love. Like everywhere I've seen you, you pop up, you're in music videos, you're at parties, you're out at the events and you're showing love to people. And it seems like it's being like reciprocated, you know? That's really like how I was raised. I come from a family of like just love and both my parents are like really like sense of humor, really goofy. Like I just got that from them. Just keeping good energy around and keeping keeping the energy up and positive. And to be born like on February 13th, day before like the actual love day, it's just like, I feel like it's not a coincidence. <laughs> it's meant to be, baby. That's why I'm here. Right. <laughs> Do you have any um, words of advice for people who are introverts or wanting to break out of their shells and one, show love and two, receive love? I used to be that way too. And then I started like uh, on like the spiritual journey and just like it opened me up more, uh, got me on my shell. But I would just say like, just, just be yourself at all times. I'm like, whoever love you, love you. And whoever don't, don't. Always be yourself at all times. That's what I always say. You were an introvert? I was back in the day. Yeah, before like I did like psychedelics and like all that stuff. I was super like introverted. <laughs> uh, I took like a five gram troom trip like a couple years ago. I was literally like out my body, you know. I was like an entity floating through like a tunnel of color. Like it started to look like like a kaleidoscope. And like I felt like I was dying. I felt like I was like going like the tunnel of life, like when you die, I guess they say. So it's like when you lose like all that control, it's just like nothingness. It's just like, dang, it's like despair. But it's also like beauty at the same time. It's like a combination of like just different feelings, yo. When I experienced ego death. Like, I'm never going to take life for granted again. I'm going to be more open, be more accepting of people. It just open me up more, like, just the different possibilities of life. This positivity that you show, this easiness, this free spirit. How do you do that in this world we, we exist in, where you know that, like, everything ain't all peachy keen? I listen to music, smoke a little bit of weed. You know, because it's a dark world, so you just got to find, like, little things that just keep you on the up and up and keep you, like, focused and keep your mind working and keep it at ease. So that's what I do. You're always around music and around musicians. Constantly. Constantly. Which brings us to another reason that I wanted to talk to you. Uh, you're part of the Schmop House, uh, a party house that's known for throwing fun-loving parties. Yeah. I've stopped by the Schmop House at least once, maybe twice. Definitely once for a taco night. I remember because there was there was so much smoke in the air. <laughs> what what does schmop mean? <laughs> schmop means smacking and popping together. Like one day, Dylan was hella drunk at the party and he was talking to his partner on the phone. And he was like, "Bro, you gotta get over here. It's it's smacking. It's it's popping. It's schmopping right now." <laughs> and then you know the party became the schmops. And then, you know, the Schmop Life lifestyle, it was, it was a lifestyle that, you know, we were all living. Uh, like positive partying, living every day like a Saturday night, just having fun with our friends, having kickbacks and smoking and drinking and just like everybody just kicking it. Like that was like the lifestyle of it. It's not explicitly love, but it's inherently love. That's what I loved about Schmop Life. It was like togetherness, it was unity. And like, I saw that a lot in myself. So I resonated with that movement and uh, to be able to like to carry the, Kind of like the, the Schmop Life torture, like it's an honor. But it all hasn't been easy. Like, um, 
I know in 2020, Cool John, your good friend, was shot. And he survived. And he wrote an album about it where he references that incident and overcoming it. And it it's an interesting listen because it's up-tempo and it's still party and it's like you can gig to it. But if you listen closely, he's talking about surviving a very violent incident. Six shots in the dark, niggas try to kill me. I just bought another chop in the 10 milli. I was fighting hella demons like I'm Lil Nicky. I can't have just one. Yeah. But it's like he's just telling his, like, what, what was going through his mind around that time. That was crazy. Like, I never thought anybody, like, would come at us or anything. Because, like, all we do is spread love and just show people love. Was your love tested? At, at first, yeah. Like, you kind of, like, start to question, like, the love around you because it's like not knowing who did it like that's what's always gonna make you question like who's around you like what's going on like how did i let that happen you know what i'm saying but i'm not i'm not even really raised to live in fear so i'm not gonna go out and get revenge on nobody we just gotta stay prayed up and just like move different that's a stance of of strength and definitely resiliency to choose love in that instance mm -hmm. like it's, it's hard to do definitely you know and like i don't like to do that but yeah i'm, I'm glad like you know we both bounced back from that incident you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we live in our best lives right now. It's, it, it's a blessing. <laughs> With that, living your best life right now, you are also, uh, seems to be a successful entrepreneur in the marijuana industry. Yes, I am. How, how's that going? It's going good, man. I just look at it as, like, what I love to do, like, when I get home from work or something, like, when I need to unwind. And, like, I just happen to have, like, really cool friends who smoke as well. And so, like, they help build me up. I help build them up. And it seems like the marijuana has not only allowed you to connect to, you know, community and fans, but also to big names in the industry. Like, you look through your Instagram, you see photos of you or your, you or your products with, like, Wiz Khalifa, Rick Ross, Lil B, Burner. You recently were in the Capolo uh, short film. How does it feel to be connected through the industry, through marijuana? It's really cool. I'm glad like people embrace me in the industry. Every time like I cross paths with these people, talk to these people, like there's always all love. Like that's all I want to give off. It's just genuine vibes. I want I want to see everybody win at the end of the day. Is there a part of marijuana you love the most? Is it like smelling the weed before you smoke it, the breaking it down, the rolling, the smoking, the eating after? When I first get the weed and I get like a, a nug and I just smell it and I look at it. That's probably my favorite part of smoking weed is looking at the bud, smelling it, just admiring it for probably like 10, 15 minutes before I smoke it. First encounter. Okay. <laughs> Scrolling through your Instagram, you also have uh, photos of you smoking with Granny. <laughs> What's that about? Yeah, man. Uh, I think that was Thanksgiving last year. I was like, I'm going to get my grandma to smoke with me. You know, she, uh, I guess back in the day, she used to like do her thing with smoking. But, you know, she hadn't smoked for years, and I wrote up some of my stuff. She took one puff, bro. She was gone to the moon. <laughs> that was that was cool. That was a cool moment. How does she feel about who you are as this self-proclaimed hippie, tie-dye wearing? She just loved me doing my thing. Like, uh, I just gave her, like, some of my shirts and, like, other stuff the other day. She loves it. So it's really cool, like, to have her support. And I also like to support, like, my whole family. It's really cool. You seem like you're not only getting support from community fans, family, also, your people that you work with, you nine to five at Alameda County. And yeah. You, and you are you at work? Like, you wear the tie-dye shirts and everything at work? Man, this is fully me, and people love it. Like, I always get compliments. Going in the elevator and be like, oh, I love your shirt. I love your tie-dye. I love, like, your whole look. It's everything. 
I'm oops all day, 24-7. You're going to have to love it, accept it. That's just who I am. Big thank you to Oops. You can find them on Instagram at Oops All Berries. That's spelled O-O-P-Z-A-L-L-B-E-R-R-Y-Z. Check out his merch. He just dropped some new products that look like cereal boxes, and it's full of goodies. Again, it's his birthday. Well, the day before Valentine's Day is his birthday, but I know he's somewhere celebrating all weekend, so happy birthday, Oops. Happy birthday to all the babies born under the Aquarius sign, including my mama and the producer of this show, Marisol Medina Cadena. Jessica Plachik is our editor. Our engineer is Seal Muller. Ashley Ng, Rhea Garawell, and Justin Ebrahimi make up the engagement team. Kiana Mogadam is the interim director of podcasts. KQED execs are David Marcus and Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw, sending y'all some love. Thanks for listening. Right Now-ish is a KQED production. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? I'm Pendarvis Harshaw, the host of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.